happening and the thing that they're looking for is Jesus. God wants to be with you. No matter where you walked in here today, whether you're on a, in a good situation or a bad situation, God wants to be with you. I wrote down this in my notes, and you can write this down. If, you, if you've ever taken a love language test, you may, you may know your love language, but I didn't know if you know this or not. This is freebie. Like, I'm not charging for extras, but Jesus has a love language. And if you want to give him a gift, the gift that he wants is quality time. Jesus' love language is quality. He wants to spend time with you. Here's what I know, and probably here's what you know. It, you, it's easy to recognize that God is with us when we're on the mountain. Would you agree? Like, when things are going good, man, God's got my back. We boys, we're tight. When things are good, marriage is good, the kids are good, the bank's account's good, the health is good, the mental health's good, everything is going good. January 1, like, yo, we made it. Like, everything is going good. It's easy to say, man, God is with us. Man, things are going good. God's with us. The baby's healthy. God's with us. My health is good. God is with us. It's easy to say that. For example, I was talking to Virginia just this morning out in the, in the lobby, and Virginia's husband went to be with the Lord just a few, just a few weeks ago. And, and uh, one of the things that the, in this transition for us, Virginia had to bring this car back. And that, that, that he leased, and, and he had to pay this, he, he, the, she had to pay this exorbitant amount of money to pay this lease to be able to trade the lease back in. And the le- it was four or $5,000, and she got an email from the company, his, his, his old, for Rob's company, said, we're going to pay Rob for the rest of the year. It was almost the exact amount that she needed to turn the car back in. It's easy to say God's with us on the mountaintop. I was talking to, uh, there was a couple in our, in our church, and uh, this, is, this is awesome. And, and she was saying, man, we gave yesterday. We're so, so excited about, about the giving that God allowed us to give, and, and we gave. And, and, um, and I was like, man, God's going God's gonna to bless that gift. And the very next, the very next day, the, the husband walked into a children's ministry meeting, and he won $10 to Starbucks. He, he, he won $10 cash. I said, look, God's already blessing you back already for giving. <laughs> And there were so many stories, and there were so many stories of people saying, man, I just couldn't out. There's another friend of mine here. They're, they're here, and he, they gave their gift last week, and they prayed, God, what would you want us to give? And they gave the gift that God told them to give last Sunday, but on Friday they got the paycheck, and there was more money in the paycheck than normal. So they didn't do what I would do. I'd be like, yo, they made a mistake, and I'm going to benefit from that. They checked with their employer, like, yo, my, my paycheck is more than normal. They said, oh, by the way, we gave you a raise. God will take care. If you're obedient, God will take care of you. I was talking to um, Lily. Only this half of the room is excited about that. I was talking to uh, the rest of y'all. I'm sorry. You know, you're like, I, like, like we, y'all believe in generosity. <laughs> y'all don't. You know, like, you know, let's do the wave. You know, so I was talking to, to, to Lily and Hugo, and I said, you know, man, I, their business has taken off. And I asked them the other day, I said, man, how is your, what do you, when is your business like? Like, I, I love business. I'm always asking questions. I was like, how did you, when did your business take off? They said, we came here three years ago to this church almost to the exact date and we started giving at this church. And ever since we started giving this church, our, 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 our business has just, just is taken off. And every year they've grown for the last three years. God will bless you if you're obedient. God will bless you if you're obedient. It's important for me to, to make sure we know this disclaimer. Joel always reminds me of this. When you give, you don't give to get. But Joel always said, that just because you give, the blessings may not come financially. I was talking to another couple that said, hey, we were saving up some money to take our friends to Disney. And we decided to give that money to the Heart for the House offering. And they said, we gave that gift to the heart of the house, and we gave that gift to God, and we gave it to because we were talking to a friend the very next day, and someone came up to us that we didn't really know. They blessed us with four Disney tickets. I'm here today to let you know that God will bless you if you're obedient. It's easy to realize that God is with us when we're on top of the mountaintop. I know some of you guys, you guys have sacrificed. You're like, I sacrificed, and, and, God does, and God's going to bless you. There's a story of a, another young couple that said, we, we never gave before. We didn't even, we wanted to, but we just... We couldn't, we couldn't give, and they, they, that, that young couple, they gave, so we couldn't give the full 10% last week, and so we just gave a little bit, and we're going to give a little bit more next year, and they, and they gave, and the very next day, 
Somebody paid for their car to be fixed so they couldn't drive anymore. God will bless you if you're obedient. And the stories are numerous. So I say all that to say this to you. If you have a story like that, we'd love to hear your story because we like stories. And every single day I've woken up this week, someone's called me and said, hey, you will not believe what God did. You won't believe what God did with my, with my obedience. And I'm sure there's tons of stories like that all across the way where God's blessed people. Not just financially, physically. We had people come last week that never even come to our church and say, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give to that. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even go to this church. But I want to give. We had people come to us last week and said, I, I, I don't believe in giving. Over the last four years, we've had so many people say this to us. I never ever wanted to give to church. I, I just never felt comfortable. She goes, but something about this church, it makes you want to give. And I say, you're not giving to church. You're giving to God. I see all those stories today. And there's lots of stories like that. It's easy to know that God is with us when we're on top of the mountaintop. But it is inevitable today that you will go through a season from the mountain, mountain into the valley. And I want, to date, I want to communicate to you today, I want to spend the rest of our time today communicating to you that God is with you even in the valley. God is with you, God is with you even when you're in the valley, God is with you. God knew that you'd go into a valley, mentally, physically, spiritually. We had a lady say to me today, man, things are going great for my family, things are going great for my family. We gave last week. And yesterday her, her husband of, of 15, 16, 17 years was moving out yesterday. The valleys, they happen. I remember Thanksgiving, my senior year of high school. I remember we were there. All the family was there. God, was, it was an incredible time. It was, it was awesome. And um, I remember Thanksgiving, my senior year of high school, the very, everything where it was a mountaintop experience. Everybody was there. The food was right because grandma can cook some food. How many of you guys know grandma can cook some food? But grandma cooked some food, and it was awesome. And the very next day, my grandpa went to, went to heaven, day after Thanksgiving. It's easy to go from the, it, you can go from the mountain into the valley in a matter of a moment. A lot of you guys are in here today. Here's what I know. Same worship, same message, same exact life, same car, same exact building. But you could be sitting next to someone here today that you might be in a mountain, but they may be in a valley. Or you may be in a valley, but they may be in a mountain. The valley experiences, it, they're real. They're real. Why some of you guys here today, God could be blessing you in an exorbitant amount. There's some of you guys today, you're walking in a valley. God knew you'd go through a valley, so he gave us his word. The word tells us in Psalms chapter 84, the Bible tells us this. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of heaven's army. He's like, yo, how good is it to be with God? It's always good when you're on the mountaintop. Like, how good is that? Like, when things are going good, like how, amen, I mean, I mean God bless you. It's easy. Amen, bless God, highly favor. Things are going good. Imagine more, all the things. I mean, look what God did. Man, God's so good, God's so good. It's easy to say that on the mountaintop, isn't it? We all would say that. My health is good, my finance is good, my marriage is mostly good. Like, when everything's are going good, you're like, yo, it's good. I mean, how, how good is it? My, my job, I got a raise. I got this going for me. I got this going for me. It's easy to say that when things are going good. How good is it to be with God when things are going good? And the next verse says, I long. Yes, the writer says, I faint with longing to enter the courts of the Lord. Because I, the writer says, man, I just, I want to be with God so bad. Last week I realized this about our church and through the Heart for the House offering. That Heart for the House offering is so much bigger than what we're going to do in the community. It was way more about what God wants to do in your life personally. Sure, it affects us communally, in, in the community. Sure, it affects us collectively. I mash those two words together. Sure, it affects us collectively. Sure, we're going to do incredible things. Sure, we're going to serve. Sure, we're going to help young boys that, are, that need some help. Sure, we're going to build some bunk beds. Sure, we're going we're to do a lot of incredible things. But the reality is this. It's easy when things are good. But the valley happens. The valley happens. God wants to do something in you. God is so wanting to do something in you, not just do something through you. He, the writer says, I, I long to be with God. I just want to be with God so bad. 
Have you ever been in a place before where you man, I just want to be with God so bad? If you've ever been there before, that's where God wants you at. If you're there now, that's where God wants you. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and, and going through a tough season, a valley season. And I said, you know, I just, I know this isn't going to sound very encouraging to you. I said, but if you lose everything and you have God, you have all that you need. That sounds miserable, right? Like no one's going to clap for that point. Like that's not good. Like Wes, I don't like that. But we should be. Like if he's all we need, like if he's all, if he's, if he's all that we need, then, and we lose everything but we have him, then we have all we need. Like he should be the thing. You know, you guys have heard me say this. You can go so long without food. You can go so long without water. You can go less than six minutes without oxygen. And you can go a long time without food. Long time without water. A few minutes without oxygen. But you can't go one second without hope. And that hope is in a person. His name is Jesus. How good is it? He says, I just, I just faint. I just want to, I want to be in the court. I want to be in the court. I want to be like so close to God inside the Inside that chamber there, have you ever been in court before? I don't know, that's not a good thing. Maybe you were there for a good thing, but usually it's not, it's not a good thing. But if you're, it's, just, it's just court. I remember one time I, was, I, I, got, I got drawn for, um, for jury duty, and I was hoping I could get in there. The worst thing ever happened to me. The lady says, Mr. Beecham? I'm like, oh, no. She's like, you're dismissed. And I was like, she's like, tell your dad I said hi. I was like, crap. <laughs> she knew my dad. She's like, I couldn't be. I couldn't, I couldn't be in everywhere I go. I was yesterday, so, uh, last week somebody blessed me with a jacket. I was getting the jacket fitted. And I, I'm, in the, I'm in the room and I'm at the, at the mirror and the lady's fitting my jacket. And I'm telling her about G. I'm like, if you, don't, if you talk to me for more than 30 seconds, I'm telling you about my church. I love you guys. I'm always talking about you guys. Um, always. I'm always talking about Hope Church. I'm always thinking about Hope Church. And the lady says to me, oh, what do you do? I start telling Hope Church, Winter Garden. She stops pinning my jacket. And I'm looking in the mirror. I look down. I go, you know my dad, don't you? She goes, yeah. I go, I'm so embarrassed. What did he do? <laughs> like, what did he do? And I say, man, you can't go anywhere. Same thing about my dad. You can't go anywhere, or my mom, you can't go anywhere without them telling them about their, about their six kids. It's easy for them to talk about me because I'm their third favorite. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not on the favorite list, but it's okay. Um, it's my younger sister. She's like earned it, she thinks. She's the favorite. So, spoiled little brat. <laughs> and she's not here, so I can talk bad about her, you know. How... If you've ever been in that court, it's just safe in that court. The Bible says, man, how good is it to be in the court of the Lord? With my whole being, my body and my soul, I will shout joyfully to the living God. And Tripp and I were shouting joyfully. This song came on called Here Again by Elevation Worship. And we were just worshiping so loud in the car together. It's so good to be with God. It is so good to be with God. The next verse says this. I, uh, he says, uh, the writer says, I, I long, I faint. Even, even the sparrows. Even the birds find a home. And the swallow builds her nest and raises her young at a place near your altar, O Lord of heaven's armies. My king, my God. Like, my, what joy for those who can live in your house, always sing your praises. I mean, isn't it, isn't it awesome on the mountain? The writer said, I mean, isn't it good to be on the mountain? Isn't it like everywhere we go, the birds want to be by you. Everybody wants to be by you, God, because it's good to be like, God, you're with us. You're Emmanuel. It feels so good to be with you, God. And I believe that. And you believe that. And it's so good to be with God. It's so good to be with God. But the very next verse says this, when, the, when they walk through the valley of weeping, the valleys come. It's inevitable. The valley seasons come in, in your marriage. If you've been married long enough, I was talking to a couple the other day. They just had a brand new baby, mountaintop experience. I went to visit the baby, and, and the guy said, man, last year we wanted to throw in the towel. And I said to him, in front of his wife, I said, if I was married to you, I want to throw in the towel too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot of you knuckleheads, you know. A lot of us knuckleheads, you know, mostly me. He said, we want to throw in the towel. And 
And they just said, well, we just don't believe in quitting. We don't believe in quitting. You shouldn't quit. Like, you shouldn't quit. We, have, we, live in, we live in a society where everybody, everybody quits. It's easy, to, it's easy to be with God in the mountains, but are you with them in the valleys? The Bible says when you walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will come, clothe it with blessings. Now, here's the deal. If you're in a valley, these guys are, this is a specific place talking about this valley experience. Valleys are never good. If you've ever been in a valley before, it's dark. A lot of you guys here today, you're, you're, you, you moved here. You moved here from uh, up, up, up north where it's cold at. But I, for Diane and I, when we got married, our honeymoon, we went to two places. We went to a place for her and a place for me. We, went to, we flew to Colorado for two or three days, and we flew to New York for two or three days. And it was awesome. But I've been to New York before in the summertime, and I like New York in the summertime. I don't like New York in the wintertime. What I found out about this year day, I got married, we got married, we get up there, and, and I don't care how in love you are, there's not enough love in love to warm you up when you're in New York. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it ain't, it ain't that, it ain't, it ain't that hot. Like, it's hot, but it ain't, it ain't that hot, you know? And, and we're there, and one of the things about the, about the New York, their skyscrapers are so high, the sun can't get down to the streets. The sun is... The sun is blocking it. So if you've been there for, I was talking to my friends, Lillian, went down with them a few weeks ago. And when you walk on those streets there, you, you want to walk, if, if I were to live in New York, I'd be looking for the sunniest route. I would like just get some sun on you. And I think the people that live there, they're like, yeah. And, and I always make this joke too. I feel like everyone in New York smokes cigarettes. And maybe it's because they warm you up. And I'm not judging. If I live in New York, maybe I smoke cigarettes too. Like if it warms you up, I want the warm, you know. You're like, my pastor just said it was okay to smoke cigarettes. <clears throat> I didn't say that. But I'd be like, whatever you can do to get Whatever you do, get warm. I was so cold. We were there on the, in 2005, we got married. We were there on the coldest day of the year. And I'm like, dude, this is miserable. Like, like why do people, why would anyone want to live here? Now I meet all you guys. Like, I, I met a couple from New Jersey. I'm like, why'd you move here? Like, it's just too cold up there. Everybody's depressed and everybody smokes cigarettes. <laughs> like, we got to get out of there. It's just too cold. The sun can't reach the bottom. A valley's dark. I mean, it's, it's, the valley, it's, it's painful in the valley. It's, it's, it's scary in the valley. But the Bible says something very, very important there. If you, if you read this, you, you wouldn't pick this up because I read it and I almost missed it. But the Bible says this, when they're in the valley, it says an actual spring will kind of well up. And I'm like, well, that makes no sense. But what the writer suggests here, he says, hey, when you're in the valley, you shouldn't be in there complaining. While you're in the valley, you should be digging a ditch. Because the Bible tells us that the rains are going to come. They're going to come off the mountaintop. The water's going to come into the valley, and it's going to fill it up. And when you're in there and you're tired and you're thirsty, if you will dig a ditch while you're in there, you can be able to put your hands in the water, and you can lap it up, and you can actually be refreshed. The Bible says that in the valleys, there's actually a source of refreshment in the valleys. Now, that makes no sense to you and I. It made no sense to me when I read it. So I had to, like, read it again. So I went back, and I was like, okay, cool. The Bible says, when I walk through the valley of the weeping, it will become a place of refreshing springs. The autumn rains will clothe it. It'll clothe it with a blessing. Last week we talked about a double blessing. The, you can get a blessing in the valley, West. <laughs> so I kept on reading. I'm like this. I'm, I read it again. When they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of refreshing. If you get in there and you will dig a little bit of a ditch, the water will come down and it will refresh you. And while you're in the valley, you can find a blessing in the valley. Most of you guys in your day, while you're in the valley, you're not digging a ditch. You're complaining that you're in the valley. Did you, have you ever noticed before complaining never gets you out of, out of a bad situation? Like, I've gotten out of a lot of tickets, a lot of speeding tickets or traffic violations. I'm not, I could probably write a book. It helps when, you're, when everybody knows your dad. Like, you know my dad? <laughs> Just figured I'd ask, you know. If you don't know my dad, then you know my, 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 uncle, my, my, my brother-in-law. And if you don't know my brother-in-law, then you know my uncle. Like, I was like, I'm, I got enough guys around me in our church. We did the Hero Day a few weeks ago. And we, we, that, the church that I was at before that, we had Hero Day for eight years. So I knew a lot of cops. I knew a lot of law enforcement. But the Bible says that if you dig it out, 
a ditch where the, you'll be able to save some water. You actually get refreshing in there. But then I went back and read it again. And then it said, I, I skipped the very first part, but the Bible says this, when they walk. I mean, so many people, they'll get into a valley situation, they'll grab a chair, and they'll sit down in it. You can't get out of it if you're sitting down. You can't go anywhere if you're sitting down. I mean, so many people, here's a good example. I mean, so many people, I'm like, why aren't you coming to church every Sunday? They're like, oh, I just, you know, I just, something happened. And when they eventually, they come, they're like, this is awesome. I had one guy say to me, he came to our church. He's like, came to me with tears in his eyes, 40-year-old man. It wasn't that bad. I was like, you're not that bad, you know. He goes, it actually was a lot better than I thought it was. And it, but reality is that we, you sit at home and you begin to make up your own story, make up your own, and you just, you sit in the valleys. I meet so many people that are sitting in the valleys. And I want to encourage you, church, that God is good on the mountaintop, but he's, he's with you in the mountains, but he's also with you in the valley. It's important to have people in your life that will help you in the valley. Here's what I've learned of this. When you're in the valley, you need some people that will say, keep going. Hey, move your bottom. Move it. I got little kids, and I was telling the first service, little kids, moms and dads, I'm going to give you some free parenting advice right now. This is free. Like, take notes if you want to video this part. It's very, very important. When, you, when your kids get old enough, Miss Massey, they want to walk across the road by themselves. Isn't that true? Like, that's just, that's factual. Like, they want to walk right across the road by themselves. They don't want your help. So, parents, you have two options. You have two options. That's what happens when you have ADD. You start making that stuff up. You're like... You got two options. You can let them run out in the road and get hit by a car. Smack, gone. Or you have a second option, which I, the second option is powerful. You're going to love this, okay? I learned this from my mom. You want to grab them by the arm, mom and dad. And you want to you you get them across the road, right? But they're going to want to fight you back. All right, this is, this is where you got to really watch my hands like a magic trick. You want to grab them by the arm and moms in here today and dads, mostly moms. You want to dig your nails into their little bicep as hard as you can. Kim, this is good at preaching. This is good at preaching. Now there's an art there. Like that won't, my mom's laughing because she's like, he caught on. I promise you I'm a slow learner. I just caught this this morning. Like that's why she stuck her. My mom had a cape. My mom could take her nails from one side of my arm and somehow push through the other side of my arm. But there never, ever, like never, never there was a bone dislocated. And I learned the trick this morning as I was preparing to preach this message. She has God dropped this into my heart. You gotta, when you got them right there by the arm, you gotta just, it's real quick. You got, you, I'll do it one more time. Roll my, roll my sleeve up. You grab them by the arm and you just, you stick your nails into them until they're almost like screaming, buddy. And you just, it's real quick, all right? I'm gonna do it this left hand because you guys, I don't want you to think it's a magic trick, all right? You grab them by the arm, you stick your nails, and you just, and you drag their little skinny bottom across that road. Because here's what I know, scraped up legs aren't as bad as a body that's completely destroyed. I was reading that passage of scripture today and I meet so many people, they're in a valley and you see someone to grab them and say, hey, let's go. Here's what's good about a valley. Have you ever been, <clears throat> have you ever been camping before? I've been a couple times, I won't go again. I know now, like you don't need, a, you don't need to go camping and that's, that's why God invented hotels so much practicality in this message today, Anne-Marie. You, if you ever go camping with someone in a, in, a, in a two-man tent, you get to know them really well. It's just you and them. There's no electronics. 
There's no TV, none of the things. But if you go to a hotel, it's awesome there. There's a pool, there's stuff there, there's, there's ESPN on the TV, there's air conditioning, like all the good stuff is at that place. Like it's, it's incredible. But you really get to know someone when it's just you and them in an outdoor and you're just out there in a, in a tent. Now I realize this, I don't like camping, but here's what I realized. The last time I went, the last time I went camping, it was with a bunch of dudes. Now if I can go camping with my wife, I might would like that. So I'm going to do an experiment. I'll let you know how it works out. But I might like it. I'm just camping with the wife might be better than camping with a bunch of dudes, you know. And the Bible says that you and I, we're going to have mountain experiences. He said, man, isn't it good? Isn't it awesome one in the mountains? But in the same, within six verses, the Bible says this, there's a valley coming. I want to let you know in here today, there's some of you guys in here today, you're in a valley season. But my Bible says it's not going to last forever. If you keep walking, you'll get through it. If you dig a ditch while you're in there, and you learn a lesson while you're in there, here's another good news. You won't have to go back in the same valley again. I go in valleys. We all go in valleys. But I'm not going back in the same, I'm not going to, if I've already been to the valley once, I'm not going back in that valley again. I learned something. This, this, is, this is fresh off the press for you guys. I got hurt a few weeks ago. It happens. I know people are like, oh, I thought you didn't have any feelings. I do. I got, I got a few feelings down there. Hang out with Michelle. She's really helped me to get that out. My counselor's helped me get my feelings out. But I got hurt, and I had an option. I, the option was this. It was unforgiveness or forgiveness. The feeling that I got for the momentary, the momentary, for the moment that I thought, you know what, I'm going to just not forgive them, and I'm going to just and just go the other day, it made me sick. Because I thought to myself, if I start down that road, I got a lot of life left still. Maybe. The Bible says life is short. It's here today and it's gone tomorrow. James chapter 4, verse 14. I don't know how long I'm going to live for, but I thought is the very, the very thought of holding an offense on someone, it actually made me sick to my stomach. And I thought to myself, oh, I don't like that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that person go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to forgive them. I just want to encourage you today. The valley, I, I have valley experiences. I'm not exempt from that. We all have them. There's no one that's on the mountain all the time. The Bible says, the writer says, I just, it's so good when you're on the mountaintop, but when you get to the valley of weeping, you're gonna cross the valley of weeping. You're gonna go through a tough season. You're gonna go there. I, I, we, we gave our offering last week on Sunday. On, we actually gave it on Saturday. And on Monday, the washing machine didn't work. It's just part of the deal. It's just part of the deal. The valley. So the, the, here's what I've learned. You can write this down. Take a picture of this. Write it down if you still write stuff down. We enjoy God on the mountain, but we get to know him intimately in the valleys. We get to know him in the valleys. Hey, guys, God wants to know you. He wants to, like, know you, know you. Like, that all your, all, your, all your fears, the Bible says, that, that song says, all my doubts and fears, they don't scare God. He's bigger than you thought he was. For me, last week, God got bigger. He got bigger. He's not, he, my vision of him, my perception got bigger of him. He's not any bigger than what he's, he's the same as he, as big as he was when he created the heavens and the earth and the beginning. He's been that big, but my perception's gotten bigger of God. God wants to be with you intimately. The Bible says this in Psalms chapter 139. Um, I, I, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. 
If I go down to the grave, you're there. Like, no matter where I'm at, you're there, God. Like, I can't get away from you. Like, God, you're, you're with me. You are the writer before, even before the New Testament, even before Jesus came to earth, even before Christmas, the writer goes, God, you're with me always. I can't even get away from you. When I want to get away from you, I can't even get away from you because you're everywhere I go, you're there. You're like Visa, God. Everywhere I go, you're there. You're like, I can't, I can't get away from you, God. The Bible says in the next verse, if I go, if wherever I go, you're, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. And if I ride the wings of the morning, if I go to the very top of the mountains, you're there. If I dwell by the farthest oceans, you're there. If I'm in the oceans, like even God, even God goes to the beach. Even there, your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Here's what I love about God. You can lock your arm, you can, you can lock your kid's arm in and you can drag them on the road. But the Bible says this, God says, hey, church, my strength can support you. God's not trying to grab any of your arms in here and say, I would. I'd be a terrible God. I would want to grab my daughter my son's hand. But the Bible says that God loves you. He loves to give good gifts to his children. He wants to be there for you. He loves you. He cares for you. But he wants to support you. He wants to support. So you, you, moms, dad, you ever go somewhere before and, and your kids fall asleep on your lap? You support them. One of my kids the other day, they fell asleep against the door. And depending on how close I am to Jesus, sometimes I yank the door open and let them fall out, or sometimes I just... I was really close to Jesus the other day, and I was just a little bit, and just put my hand there, and I, I want to support him. Hey, church, God wants to support you. He's with you. You won't be able to say it anymore. When the valleys come, you won't be able to say, yeah, I didn't know that was going to come. I just told you it was going to come. I don't know anyone here today that's lived life more than five minutes and said, you know what, valleys don't come. They come. They come. The Bible says in this verse that they, 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 no matter where you go, they're right there. Just for you. So, hey, I want you to know this. If you're here today and, and you feel alone, God is with you. If you feel alone today, God is with, he's with you. I feel so alone. Now, when I wrote this message today, in my, in my notes, I put when you are alone. There's a perception problem. Some of you guys say you, you're, not, you're not alone. You feel alone. Because the, if God says he's with you, then you can't be alone because he's with you. His name is not, I'll be back later, or I'm not with you. His name is Emmanuel. He will be with you. So if you feel alone today, God is with you. Like if anything around you feels alone, hey, there's a sign. God's with you. If you're here today and you feel afraid, I know a lot, I feel afraid sometimes. Can I let you know today, God is with you. If you feel afraid, if you feel afraid, if you feel afraid, God is with you. Maybe you feel empty today. You're like, man, I feel so empty. I want you to know God is with you. Here's what I want to tell you today. Do not do what you feel. Your feelings will jack you up. Do not go off your feelings. Can I be honest with you today? I don't feel like getting up every single Sunday and coming to church. But you know what I do? I come because there's people that are coming here with an expectation to hear from God's word. And I'm the guy that's carrying God's word. So I come no matter what. I don't feel like being a good husband sometimes. I know she don't feel like being a good wife sometimes because I am a bad husband sometimes. But I'm a good husband because the Bible says I'm called to love her the way Christ loved the church. I don't feel like being a good dad sometimes. Sometimes I want to let the door open and I want the kid to fall out. I want to let him run across the road. But I don't do what I feel. Your feelings will mess you up. Do not base your life on your feelings. Base your life on the Word of God. I want to invite everyone across the way to stand to your feet. Let's put your hands together for God's Word today. If you believe He's bigger, if you're not going to base your 